Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening from here, right now, live in the Sports Dummies HQ, which counts as my bedroom, your host's bedroom as well. Hope you are well for everyone listening at home. Um, this is the Sports Dummies podcast. Welcome back to Series 6, Episode 3, Toi, if you're listening um, in France, and I don't know other numbers in other languages. Um, this is the Sports Dummies podcast. Right, we have a set intro, and you're going well off these, man. Oh, right, I'll do it again then, fine. I thought I'd be <laughs> no, different no, today. Fine. No, keep it going. I had a rhythm good. going and you just interrupt. You know, Hope does this regularly, right? I was, I had a, had a motion going. What's that song called? World in Motion by New Order. I was rocking and rolling and it got a sm- and it smashed. Anyway, come back to the most important point. We are talking today about the three biggest stories, sporting stories that is, of the week. Going all the way from the international sporting news, all the way down to the niche stories of all. If you know anything or nothing about sports, this is the podcast for you. For stories that you hopefully have missed out on in the world of sports over this week. And before I get kicked off with the news, Hope, how's it going? I'm on a health kick. I've You're got on a my lemon kick. I've got my lemon water. I've done my meal prep. Um, <laughs> that's last got... well, Sorry, go on, you say. Go sorry. on, go on what? Well I was gonna say I was gonna say that sounds like a New Year's resolution in April. No, I've no, I just realised that hope you've got to be healthier. Come on, lady. Um <laughs> though, I don't want to miss out on mum's cooking. So like I'm only gonna eat the meal prep in for lunchtime. So I'm basically eating more. Um it's like so i am a vegan but i do eat meat like in the evening so sort of a lunchtime i don't eat meat because i'm a vegan but for dinner i do eat meat or oh, i don't drink i don't like wine really but after 6 p.m i yeah sort of that that look i'm doing a bit of it anyway more excitingly than that i went to see the rangers game against st mirren yes uh i sat at st mirren the other week in glasgow and it was amazing my first ever football game Good. What was the what was the score again? Five two. It was five. I knew it was a good. Oh yeah, I knew it was a bit of a goal fest. I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. You saw Alfredo Morelos, some of the uh, some of the lads up there. There was one guy who's from Deerham, which is Norfolk. Um, I forgot his name. Blonde bloke. Uh, do you remember what the ground was called? Ibrox. Well done. That's good. Well, look, no, I'm glad. Hope that's cool. It's very exciting that you went to a football game. Um, your first one. Hopefully, first of plenty to come. Yeah, and I got a scarf. Ranger yeah. scarf. I'm gonna. Right. Uh, if I go to more, I'm gonna just keep getting scarves. But I've been told do not get a half and half scarf. You can't get a half. Not and half okay. Scarf. Not it's okay. Really, really embarrassing. Not good. Um, what I did see from you is that you went to the basketball. I did. I went to the London Lions. Hope very interesting at the Copper Box Arena. Same time as well on that Sunday as West Ham when they were playing Arsenal. That game ended two two. So as we came out, all the West Ham fans came out, and we went to a local. Well, actually, interestingly, because you know it well, because Hope worked at the Hope and Ball and Tie. Did you get the bamboo? 
No, I didn't. I don't have enough time. But because I was, I didn't go to Stratford. You get off at Hackney Wick and then you walk. It's closer. But we went to Hackney Wick. Anyway, I was going to say, right, normally people say Stratford, horrible area, completely gentrified. Like it's yeah. been completely done. People always talk about, you know, going down West Ham. Go, traditionally, West Ham was a terrible place to go. You know, it's quite a, it was quite a sort of a rough and ready ground. Whereas going there, it was like, well, we went in Hackney Wick. It was lovely. Very I posh. Feel aff- I actually feel offended about all this reputation that you're telling me about because I lived there for five years and I never realised it had a reputation. It's all lovely around there. I used to yeah. be running around, running around the Olympic Park and there's like benches everywhere that you can lie on. There's river and canoes and there's pubs and there's bars. It's bloody lovely. Oh, it's definitely been, it's definitely been done. I hope you're exactly right. It definitely has been done up. But kind of traditionally, people would have said that sort of the Olympic Stadium around that way wasn't that nice. And then East, it just people often have that stereotype about East London. But actually, that absolutely stamps that out because where we went was amazing. We went to this outdoor. It was sort of just about, it was warm enough. I was in a jumper and a jeans outside. It was just about warm enough for that. And we just got a drink or two and sat and, and had fun with the West Ham fans who were pleased with the point. But no, the bar come back to the most important point the basketball <laughs> yes the basketball was um it was interesting it was fun i did enjoy it but it's a it's a very family orientated atmosphere which is absolutely fine um but it is built really for families to be honest because you wanted you prefer lads 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 <laughs> Is that more your scene? Because I feel like that's not. <laughs> but I mean, like atmosphere. You know, like for atmosphere, when you've got when you hear defense, D, it just it gets. There's only so much of that you can take before it's like really irritating. And and mm. um, it was quite interesting because. And again, I I would absolutely love to do PA at London Lines. If they're listening to this right now, I would love to get involved. But it's interesting how, say in America, obviously when you go like it. Let's say we're talking about. Um, I don't know, let's go Lakers, right? You'd go, let's go Lakers, dum, 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 dum. In England, they'll go, let's go Lion, and they'll they'll turn it into America. So it doesn't, it's not really, cont- that you don't say, you wouldn't say, let's go Lions. It went, let's go Lions. And it would kind of felt, I mean, it, oh. it just felt a bit too, for me, Weird. or like it would go, it's time for defense. Def-, and it just didn't, there was something at the atmosphere where I was like. You just, you wanted yeah. some, more Britishness. You wanted some cup of teas and some English flags. Oh no, no! I'm more than happy to go all American. But if we're going American, we've got to do it right. You can't just go half. You can't go half in. It'd be like if we were going over there to watch the football and they started doing a chant in like in an English accent and then turn it into American. It just felt it just felt strange. But the truth is, you obviously can't say defense in English. It's defense, so you can't go defense defense because it doesn't work. It has to be defense. But what I mean is, I'd rather consistency defense, and sh- defense. Defense. You can't shout defense because it just sounds stupid. I don't think stupid. I do say defense. Defense. Yeah, defense. But it, but listen exactly defense. for the B. The B Duh. has to be defense. De- there can't be defense. 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 It sounds like you're saying over the fence. Yeah, it just sounds exactly. It just sounds silly. Anyway, the point was the game was good. London Lions won comfortably, and they've got some great players. It was a, it was a nice. The point was it was a nice atmosphere. It was at least the bonus was there was some noise for one, and for two, um, there was a bit of a bubble. Like sorry, there was a bit of a vibe. Like it wasn't like sitting in silence. There were fifty people there. There was a bit of an atmosphere, but yeah, it was good. To, it was good to go and visit. I enjoyed it. Does Ovi play for that team? Ovi Soko. I think he might do. Yes, but he wasn't playing. Yeah, I know all about him. Of course you do. Love Island. See, I know nothing about Love Island. That's the problem. <laughs> I only, I have watched Love Island in years, can I just say? Like, put it out there. And really? I only ever, only ever watched Love Island when I was making content about Love Island to try and help me get somewhere in my career, right? I'm not, <laughs> okay. I'm not a Love Island fan. Just, just no. put, I may have applied for it about three times. I may have. I'm not making any promise. I might have. But 
I'm not a fan. You on Love Island. I wonder what that would that would be really. Wouldn't it be great? There we go. Anyway, hope <laughs> moving on. We'll move on to story number one finally. Um and we're actually talking about a um quite well i think quite well needed story not it's it's got a sad element to it so a slight not a slight warning but it is some sensitive topic and we're actually talking about a dementia fund which has recently been raised um and we're talking about yeah this dementia fund which is being led by the premier league and it's very close now to being agreed hopefully it should be announced in the next one to two months and fans are guessing now there are currently talks over vital help for ex-players suffering from neurodegenerative diseases had to get those out there neurodegenerative diseases um, and that has been ongoing so basically a charity is expected to be launched um, and long-term residential care costs are set to be covered because lots of players who have been suffering from neurodegenerative diseases or illnesses haven't been treated um, in the best way and that's because of the headers and things in the game training that's right, Hope. So research has actually shown that ex-pros are three and a half times more likely to die from dementia than the general public. Now, roughly 200 former footballers in England have a neurodegenerative illness. And, and last month, a Swedish study, very interestingly, found that footballers are 50% more likely to develop dementia in later life than those who don't play. That's for both men and women heading the ball. Um and basically, the reason why this has all come about is quite a few people have been campaigning for various footballers that have suffered through dementia. And there are some really eye-opening documentaries about dementia. And, and, and you know, you can speak to lots of people nowadays, and it feels very often that um, dementia is very close to home. I think if you went back, say, 10 or 15 years... It, I wouldn't say it was a stigma, but I don't, again, a bit like mental health, I don't think there was that awareness and understanding around it. Whereas now people really appreciate the the effect dementia has on, on not only someone's life, but the family around them. And so the charity, as I said, nothing's been signed off just yet. And, and it's likely an interim sort of measure is going to be set up to help. But basically there are a challenge, um, the charity is going to be sort of made up of a panel of experts who will basically dictate where the money goes because currently no money is given towards those that are having to live in either care homes or have care uh, which costs about 60 to 80 thousand pounds a year if you're living in a full-time care home um, with dementia it's uh, it's a lot of money so yeah hopefully this this charity will make yeah quite a big difference to, to lots of people's lives i don't want to make this silly because it is obviously a serious topic um and i'm pleased to hear that that is that's happening my grandma's got dementia um and sometimes yeah. you have to laugh if not you'll cry and i went to see her today yeah i found her in the dining room she was sitting on the table with all these old ladies and she was happy to see me she doesn't normally call me my name she just calls me lovely girl I'm like, well, they're always worse nicknames. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I've been called worse. Um, we're sitting on this table and it was me and these other ladies. And I think there was two of them who were more coherent. I think they obviously have dementia of, of some sort, but not as bad as my grandma. Mm -hmm. So my grandma started telling these stories, which had no ending, that had no <laughs> sense in any which way. And I was just saying, yeah, yeah, like, like you do. And this old lady went, what are you all about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then this other one went to me. She went, she's in a dreamland. <laughs> I went, oh, yeah, I know. But as long as she's happy, she went, well, she is for now. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, it was a fun visit. Anyway, but dementia, like, is obviously a very serious thing. And it mm. 
it can be quite surprising for some people to hear that it can be a, a cause of death. And that's a little bit like confusing because, oh, surely it's just people forgetting things and getting muddled. But actually your body forgets how to do really important functions. Like you forget how to swallow. So you can't eat anymore. And that's how you deteriorate. Um, and it is a really sad way to go, especially if it's a consequence of your career in a sport. Yes. Yeah. So it's really good that the work's being done to um, to support those people. Absolutely. hope No, you're exactly right. And thank you for sharing that story because it's obviously quite personal. But you're right. If you don't laugh, you cry. And then I think the other thing as well is that people don't necessarily realise. And I've had people close to me experience, uh, experience and go through dementia. It also affects people in different ways. So no, a bit like a cold or any illness you can get, no dementia is the same. And like you were saying, one person could be slightly coherent and know what was going on and others just have absolutely no idea or equally... You can ask, like, I, I know of someone who you can speak to and you ask them a certain question about, you know, in 1960, whatever, in 19, you'll go, what do you remember of this? And they will literally reel off like they're reading a storybook, something, and you'll ask them what they had for breakfast and they won't. Re and it's, you know, I, 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 I completely understand. And that's right. So the Players Foundation have basically announced hope that there are going to be 333 grants to 77 former players with dementia. Um, now, the costs currently don't cover residential care. So again, we will have to wait and see. Like I said, hopefully they will make some, uh, yeah, they, they will, you know, sort of subsidize for some of that because it is very, very expensive. Um, but it's just really good news because it's been a long time coming and the talk around dementia has been going on for years and years and years. And there are lots of Premier League footballers who have come out and have said it, spoken about it, whether they're ex-England or whoever. And there's a stat actually um, from the 1966 winning World Cup side, Sir Bobby Charlton, Sir Jeff Hurst, um, Jack Charlton, Martin Peters, Ray Wilson, Nobby Styles, and Sir Alf Ramsey, um, a, a few of which of those have passed away, they all suffered from dementia in that team. And it's come out more and more that that side... And yeah, in that team out of 11 players or how many were in the squad, um, at the, the, the time that this was written, the article that I've just found, there were four people who died with dementia. That was in 2020. And I think there might, there they could have been one more that passed away. I can't remember. Either way, the point to tell you is um, dementia has a massive effect on lots of people's lives. And it's amazing, finally, that something is being done after really, I would say, really substantial work. So there you are. That's story number one. It makes it even more scary and real when you bring names into it i'm not necessarily think it should but it makes it more shocking also this number of people who are being helped with the grants now i'm really interested to know what's going to happen moving forward because unless the rules change of the game which they haven't yet if i'm not mistaken because people still do headers um then they're gonna have to this isn't going to be a thing that's fixed with these 333 people. They're no, going to have the, to have the, something in place. The, the truth is heading won't change. It will exist forever. Although there are protocols in England. Like I believe if you're in an under 10s team, you're not allowed to head the ball. Um, and you've got to remember too as well, and I'm not saying for one minute, yeah, there was actually an article that came out that I'd read that said that there is, obviously you think about football then versus football now, how many more football teams there are and people playing football in the world, the dementia rate will really only increase given how popular football is, to be honest. And I'm sure there are plenty of cases out there where dementia is only just being diagnosed. So again, th those stats firstly don't lie and we'll have to wait and see. Um, but I think the point that exactly that you're right, 
the more people that play football likely the more they're likely to suffer dementia although there are now protocols in place because you do have to remember back in 1966 they were heading a leather ball you know whereas yeah, now i was gonna say to yeah. you is the ball different yeah massively the ball's changed tenfold you know the, the the aerodynamism of the ball the lightness the impact it has those guys were heading effectively not rocks but you've got to think like if you imagine no, it was like what it made out of like pig or something yeah, it was right. it was leather. It was like yeah, pigskin or like they were made out of all sorts of things. And you see, you see them. I've seen them in football museums, and they're stitched together. And they are these horrible, big-looking things. They're big and round, and you can tell they are they weigh an absolute ton. So <laughs> they are round. They're a ball. <laughs> Yeah, well, some of them... Some, well, some let of them, you get away with that one. No, no, well, you, you, you take the mick, but some of them obviously were sown dodgy, so not all football was rolled in, in exactly how you hope, because obviously, you, like, it isn't as clever now where you have it, like, laser 3D. Some of them would be whatever. like Stewie Griffin's head rolling down the field. <laughs> like, yeah, like, exactly, like an NFL ball. Um, but there yeah. you go. So that is story number one, Hope, all wrapped up. Well, if you've been affected by that story um, or you know someone who has and you'd like to get in touch, feel free, Podcast at gmail.com. Moving on to story number two. Hope we're talking, I would argue today, about the Glastonbury of sports. Now, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna explain this in just a second. We're talking about Paris 2024 Olympics. Way! And by the way, if you didn't get the reference earlier for those listening now that are still tuned in, thank you. My reference to Trois was because we were talking about Paris. So they Ah so right, well you... I wasn't to know. I oh, wasn't well, you to make know. a stupid introduction. Then you didn't know that right, I was pulling it the... out out of the bag. But now the audience know that I don't know the stories before we start recording. It's always a surprise, which means my responses are genuine. This is true. Genuine and way too judgmental. Anyway, uh, we're talking <laughs> about the Glastonbury <laughs> the Glastonbury of sports. Now, the 2024 Olympics soap are more than a year away. We've still got a long time to go. But I thought this was quite interesting because it popped on my feed and I thought, actually, this is quite this is just quite unique. So the local organizing committee in Paris have announced that. For the second round or a lot of tickets, they've received over 4 million applications and they can only sell one and a half million tickets. So they've had over double what they're expecting. Now, the that that process begins on the 11th of May. So at the time of recording is in a couple of weeks time. Um, now, in the first phase, 3.25 million tickets have been sold already. Uh, and there is quite interesting hope because I want I wanted to take some guesses. Obviously, you worked in, in near the Olympic Stadium, so I thought it'd be worth asking. In fact, did you went you went to an Olympic? I'm I'm, fr- I'm sorry, I'm frowning just because I'm thinking if they haven't got the capacity, why are they allowing people to buy the tickets? They're gonna to have to refund them. No, no, no. Right, okay. We need to rewind because we've clearly jumped. Because I'm thinking that Liz, is naughty. Ho- listen, no, no, no. They have 1.5 million tickets available. They've yes. had four million people enter, so not everyone can buy a ticket. So it's right, okay. So my reference to Glastonbury was like Glastonbury, 650 gazillion people sign up oh! and 200,000 go. Right. So when you thought about Glastonbury and you mentioned Glastonbury twice, I was like, "All right, Lewis, we get the point." I thought you were just excited about Glastonbury. No, no, I'm no. <laughs> I thought, why do you keep saying about Glastonbury? Like, oh, Glastonbury. Yeah. No, it's not nothing to do with Glasgow. It's to do with the fact that it relates to it because obviously <laughs> you go on a waiting list. Yeah, people get sit it. there for fifteen hours, all their little tabs open, hoping they get on the website. The reason why this story is interesting now is because the second lot of resale just happened for Glastonbury, and the tickets are now gone, finito, sold Where are you out. Going? Like, I'm not going. No. Ah. 
No, I, I would love to go. Um, I didn't actually bother this year. To be fair, the lineup for me, I wasn't, I wasn't totally thrilled. And, and I feel like you, with Glass, though, there's always people you can see. There's always state. There's loads of stages to go to. But I feel like with the headlines, you want to go for a big year. Um, and I'm not like I'm not a massive Elton John fan, so I'm like, yeah. Oh, is he headlining? Yeah, I think he's. I can tell you the three. I feel I'm like totally over festivals in general. I mean, I only, I only camped at one, but that was one. One was enough. <laughs> all my stuff got sold on the first night um, one was enough and i'm just like i'd rather stay in a, a bougie spa i hope i don't look i don't blame you so we've got the the headliners are arctic monkeys guns and roses elton john and lizzo are the are like the the four really big names now arctic monkeys loads of fun guns and roses i think they're a great elton john has said i'm not a massive fan and lizzo but you're I'm- a huge lizzo fan aren't you you love lizzo i thought you had a poster in your old house of lizzo <laughs> Are you taking the Michael? No, I'm not. Hope. Sorry. I thought I thought you loved Lizzo. You told me before that you really liked her. No, I hope I've I, I've never I've not I had a poster of Lizzo. I've never told you I like Lizzo. You talk you talk about the wrong boy. You've got me mixed up with someone else that you do a podcast with because that is definitely not nothing against Lizzo personally. I'm just not a big Lizzo fan. Well, could have fooled me. Blimey! Yeah. Well, clearly, I mean, you you were sold, weren't you? Anyway, um, now it's quite interesting, hope, because I want I want to take a little guess now. So, quite a few of the tickets. I'm um, by the way, this was done at the time of recording, which is in late April. Uh, the the what they what's the call? Give the precise date. It's the twenty fifth okay, right, of April. April. The reason why I'm saying that is because obviously the uh, the pound to euro and all that stuff can change dramatically. So I thought I would give the currency. Exchange. All right, Mister Bitcoin. <laughs> All right, but when we get low, when our cash flies in and they're worth nothing. Bitcoin, put it on your bio on Instagram. I want you to touch it. Okay, I'm going to take the mic now and you're going to get this wrong and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, I want you to guess what is the most expensive event throughout the whole duration, the whole duration of the Olympics from beginning to end. What is it? What's the most expensive event? Ooh. I bet it's to do with the horses. (laughs) Okay. No? Well... No. Well, I was going to go with my favourite one. Which is what? Gymnastics. No. Um, now, the Ping mo- pong. No. Now, the most expensive... Oh, I'm not taking any more guesses after that. You've got you've run out of luck. Now, the most expensive event, Hope, is actually the opening ceremony. The most expensive ticket at that. Oh, that was... No, that's not fair. Yeah, I said, op- I said opening to end. No, that's not a sport. Huh? I said opening. You made, you made me think you were talking about... What sport was the most well, expensive sport? Well, you guess blimmin' ping pong. The answer's the, answer's the 100 metre final. It always is and it always will be. That doesn't ever change. Now, interestingly, Hope, the most expensive event, sporting event, that is, at the uh, at the um, Olympics is actually the men's 100 metre final. The tickets are going for £863. I didn't tell you, though. The opening ceremony, the most expensive ticket, was 2400 which is a stupid amount of money. Um, now, Hope, before... So, do you, oh, so do, you, do you buy a ticket for the event you want to see or do you have the whole tech whole day now, this is the thing it's quite interesting so the events are actually sold on an individual basis so you're correct you would buy the ticket for the day now many of the tickets are worth only about 20 quid to be fair so lots of them are really cheap the really popular ones as we said men's 100 meter women's 100 meter final those all are expensive inevitably that's kind of how it is and um, but you do you buy the tickets on the day and you get the choice when you get through the queue if you get through the queue that is you get a choice of two days and you get to pick your day which won't wherever one you go to 
and you go. Um, now, I thought I would give some context for people listening because, again, people will be sitting at home going, this doesn't mean anything to me, Lewis. Give me some like reasoning behind why this is interesting. So organisers expect that ticket sales is going to be worth £1.2 billion, which is nearly one third of the £3.9 billion budget for Paris. Now, to give some context for people listening, London 2012 10.99 million tickets sold. So about the same, going to give or take, right? 76% of the Olympic tickets, 91% of Paralympic tickets sold. But that was barely any of the budget. Our overall budget was 2.4 billion and that ticket sales was nothing. It was nowhere near a third. So Paris have smashed it in terms of charging people big money. And again, that's the interesting point we can talk about. Inflation from 2012 to 2024. It's a huge gap, huge Interesting. <laughs> We charge no, it is, but I'm saying, you know, we spoke about it before. The, all right, look, anyway, I think it's I'm joking. I'm joking. What I'm what I wanted to say though is when you're saying the word budget, that is like a forecast of what they're going to make rather than how much they're spending on the event, right? No, no, no. The oh, well, no, the the overall budget is what they're actually spending. So that's that's the expenditure on the stadiums, the events, flying people, hotels, all so that. So in stuff. terms of the in terms of what you're saying, you're saying the tickets are actually making up. Yes. So normally, normally it's only made back from revenue through um through the streaming. It'll be done through advertising, all that sort of thing. Traveling, but people like tourism. It, exactly. Whereas this actually is being made back massively from ticket sales alone, which is huge. So actually. Paris 2024 could be a massive profit for the country, um, as in the country of France, of course. So there you go. Thought that was story number three. I'm sorry, story number two. Um, and au revoir to you. Yeah, and moving to story number three. Hope we're actually sticking in France again. I didn't realise this took place in France, and I've been waiting for this for ages because we didn't record last week. So I've been saving this story up, and boy, am I ready to tell it. So we're talking about a dinosaur. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which sounds very random. Now, a team of cyclists broke the Guinness World Record. Yes. See, Hope, Hope's face lit I up there. I saw this. I think it was Lad Bible that posted it. Tell me about it, Hope. What, what, what do you remember? There was a record broken um, for riding a bike for a amount of time, wasn't it? And he made on the map a dinosaur. I hope you're right, but it wasn't a he, it was a they. There was quite a few of them, actually. Now, a team of cyclists, they broke the Guinness World Record for the largest GPS drawing. They created a velociraptor shape. Oh, it was actually a velociraptor. I think it was a great idea, amazingly done. They cycled a total of 1,025 kilometers. Now, that was undertaken by a few French cyclists uh, on Strava. That's an app that you can use for running, use it for cycling. And We've you can... spoken about this before because someone else did it. Yes, that's right. People, someone made a moustache for um, or a beard for, uh, what's it November. called? November. November. You're dead on. Thank you. Um, now, it took six days to do. The route began in southern France. They cost, crossed multiple counties. They went all over the place. The shape is amazing. They must have spent hours meticulously planning the roads they needed to go down and how they made the dots. And Because it is, honestly, it is fantastic. Like, in my head, it's sort of those memes of, like, you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. And it could have come out as, like, this sort of squiggly line with strange little arms. This thing looks exactly like a velociraptor. Um, and the reason, interestingly of all, is one of, their, one of the team that did it called Maxine came out and said, Dinosaurs are proof that such a strong species can quickly become extinct. If uh, We are the main culprits of this environmental crisis, but also its victims. As such, the future is in our hands and cycling is one of the best ways to contribute to change. So their previous ventures, Hope, interestingly, in 2020, they did a 200-kilometer T-Rex on, <laughs> on Strava as well. And in 2021, they did a 200-kilometer Diplo Diplodocus, or some people say Diplodocus, depends on how you say it. So, oh, that'd be a long neck, wouldn't it? Very 
very, but it's only 200 meat, so 200k. So it's obviously not as big as, it's obviously not as, oh, it might have been as big to be fair. I don't know. I see what you mean. It might be. But the point is, 1,000k's is enormous in comparison. Uh, Hope, I was going to ask you, if you had to pick a animal to ride or do, whether it's extinct or not extinct, what are you picking and why? Well, I've been compared to a dolphin in the past. So I'm going to go with dolphin. And why is that? I mean, you've got so many traits like a dolphin. Go on. You cackle. I mean, no. <laughs> do you cackle? Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah, that was kind of it. Really, the jokes. No, someone said to me once, "My face looks like a dolphin." So I'm leaning it. I'm leaning into it. You didn't say that as a compliment, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. It was a hater. But what I'm saying is, I'm leaning into the hate. Good. Right? Yeah, I right, see what you mean. Okay. You think what you want. I will use it to my advantage. I will ride my bike and I will make a dolphin face. But I feel like if you're doing an animal in the sea, you have to ride your bike in the sea. Nah, but nah. Why not? The only thing I want to ride in the sea is a horse, uh, like the Lloyd's TSB adverts. Why do people get so obsessed? I don't understand that ever. I, I've seen people doing that. The irony is, actually, that's a funny story. I saw people doing that on holiday somewhere or another. And people make out, you know, again, it's the meme of you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. That advert. You love that meme today. <laughs> You know, it's a great move. That advert, right? You've got the horse powering, striding yeah. through the sea. I saw people doing it, right? And you could put some like funny music under it. They were literally, I mean, the horse is like what are they call tone, like toenail. It literally Oof. wasn't even in the water. All right, whatever. The point is, <laughs> the part the part of the foot was barely in the water, and they're going, "Wow, this is amazing!" I would get more wet literally standing on the shore, not even by the sea, than they did. We were the same amount of like. Well, they're not doing it to get wet, are they? They're doing it to have fun. Yeah, but no, 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 no. The way they were making it out was like they were about to get soaked, and it was going to be this crazy adventure. And they, you know, they they were they were more dry than a unseasoned chicken with no seasoning on it. What animal am I picking? I didn't ask you, but okay. Well, I'll answer anyway, because you don't, yeah, I, I do the questions, not you. Um, I What would I pick? I don't know. I think it depends on, again, it depends on the size, because there are some animals I think that you couldn't do, like as an example, you can do a small giraffe. That wouldn't work. You'd have to do a big giraffe. Um, In my head, I'd do two. I'd either do, might be a bit hard to make out though. You have to pick something that's quite obvious. I'd like to do a red panda. I think a snail would be quite good to do because the shell would be fun. Yeah. Snail is a great one. I think another fun one would be like an like an elephant would be cool or... I feel like lion, tiger, dog, they all get lost again in translation. I feel like you need things that are really obvious. People, that wraps up episode number three. Hope, would you like to see us out for this evening? I will do the honours. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you got this far in the podcast, well done. Um, we have loved being here, as always. If you've got anything that you want to tell us, any stories that we may have missed, any comments on the stories that we spoke about, please get in touch. Or if you just want to say hi, also, sports2dummiespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the socials. And if you're not already following, please go and do so. You can also find us on YouTube if you're listening to this, if you want to watch us. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a little cheeky review. Five stars would be wonderful and a little comment because it really helps. I think I've said everything. Hope that was absolutely perfect. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. Have a lovely rest of your week or day, wherever you're listening from uh, at the time of listening. And we will catch you again very soon. On the flip side, love you, Lewis. Love you too. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.